All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Here's Johnny. Vanity. Definitely my favorite set. <laughs> I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. The power of Christ compels you. This is my boomstick. What's your favorite scary movie? Good evening, and welcome to Shiver, a horror movie podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Daniel Dabana. And I'm David Uyoa, and we're here to talk about the incredible, the amazing, the one and only Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. Part 2. <laughs> they yeah they made another one after this too believe it or not they made a couple after yeah this. <laughs> there's more but we're, we're just jumping straight to two <laughs> <laughs> well here's the beautiful thing about silent night deadly night part two is um you don't have to have seen part one Correct. Um, yeah. And, no. They and, have... and truthfully, I mean that is kind of true of a lot of the slashers in the '80s of like the the big series. You know, um, like, do you really have to have seen Friday the Thirteenth Part Two to understand Part Three? I don't think so. True enough. You know? um, so they kind of do a really good job of that. Um, the now you had never seen this one. I had I had never seen like this is the this is one of those movies I knew that a slasher film named uh, Silent Night Deadly Night two or Silent Night Deadly Night existed you know the, we we always go back to the the days of blockbuster and and VHS <laughs> art I knew that there was a movie about a guy in a Santa suit that was a slasher called Silent Night Deadly Night two I didn't realize there were multiple sequels or Silent Night Deadly Night. I didn't realize there were multiple sequels, and yes, I'd never seen any of them before I popped this on Monday night. Um, I feel like that's kind of the way that this movie is. I think a lot of people know about it, uh, particularly because the original got so much pushback from from the parent groups and from uh fr from the from the conservative and the Christian groups back uh, back in the early eighties. So a lot of people are aware of it, um, but I don't know that a lot of people understand that. Like even the the garbage day meme, right, comes from this movie. You know, yeah, they well, just it's well, it's the garbage day meme. I had I had the uh, I, I was fortunate in the fact that I got to watch this movie um, with a packed house, um, which I don't know. We were visiting. It is family, the way to watch it. And so I watched this with my mom and dad and my brother and my sister in law. And it starts, and as soon as you see Ricky, my brother's like, oh my God, it's the Garbage Day guy. And I was like, dude, this is the Garbage Day movie. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and, and garbage it is. Uh, but but a, yeah. in, in my opinion, it's a, it's, a very, it's a very particular kind of garbage. Uh, there's, there's movies that are... Uh, we, we've all heard this term before the so bad it's good movie, right? Right, um, where it sucks so hard that it kind of does this like 180 and it comes right back around 
to to just like great and you're sitting there and you're laughing with it but you're also yes. laughing at it yes. and 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 you're you're enjoying it for what it is and you're enjoying it for what it isn't and you're enjoying it for all sorts of reasons whether you're sober or you're or you're not sober whatever height and state you're in go with not that's what i did uh there you go <laughs> there's 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 an enjoyment to be had there for people who do like those kinds of movies um uh if if you're the kind of person who does not like so bad it's good movies this is not for you no uh it's uh there's 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 a lot to unpack here um oddly <laughs> uh in in a much different way than than you know we spent two weeks unpacking uh ari aster movies right like uh there's just there's there's a lot here so this is my first time seeing it and um so if, if you have never seen this i'll go ahead and let you know it's about 84 minutes long and the first 40 minutes is extended flashbacks that are literally just the first movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's why yeah. even even like in, you were saying, you know, do you need to see the one before to catch these slashers? You don't need to see this because they give you what I can only assume is all the good parts of the first Silent Night. Deadly Pretty much. Night. Yeah. Now, this this is actually kind of something where if you watched a, a lot of 80 slashers and not just the the big famous ones right uh, a big issue that these movies had were when there was no violence and no blood on the screen you know and no sex on the screen um it was really boring right yeah uh so so when you get a movie like uh like april fool's day or you get a movie like The Slayer, or you get a movie like uh, Happy Birthday to Me that actually is interesting when you're right. watching it. Like that's that's cool, you know. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night is not like that. The uh, original, yeah. it's like a, it tries to be an honest to goodness slasher, and they tried to do something interesting by continuing with that holiday theme, right? right? Um, there's, uh, Alice, sweet Alice. There's obviously Halloween. There's black Christmas. Uh, there's April fool's day. So this is capitalizing on that, that sort of, you know, holiday killer thing. And so when the first movie does well, and primarily just because of the controversy around it, right. right. Uh, the studio says, Hey, we're going to do a second one, but you got like no budget. Yeah, and I mean, so like I said, it's about 80 minutes, and it's it's 40 minutes, 40 minutes of mostly flashback and occasionally Ricky having some interaction with his uh, psychiatrist or whatever in the asylum, you know, mm -hmm. hospital that he's in. Um, and interaction is putting it lightly. It's usually just him uh, calling the guy a cocksucker and... <laughs> um, and then, and, and so, you know, and then that's about it. It's, it's so, it's so weird, man. It was so weird. Like, I mean, and I wasn't sure at first, like I'm watching it and I was like, all right, as long as these are, this has got to just, so I look it up and I was like, yeah, these are just scenes from the first one. So yeah. long, in fact, that when you watch the credits, they essentially have to credit the cast of the entire first movie. Mm -hmm. in the credits of this one because they half of the movie is just the first one it's a bold move cotton 
let's see how it turns out yeah um yeah. so but uh, like i said i did i did have the pleasure of uh, of watching this with uh with, with my my you know my, my love for horror movies both bad and good does come from my mom and so getting around and uh and getting to watch this with a group that was all that knew exactly what we were in for <laughs> and kind of giving it the mystery science theater 3000 it, that uh that that did add to it. So I've got to say, for for what this for what this movie presented, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, and you know that's that's how I feel about this too. And and anyone I've ever watched it with kind of feels the same way. By the time the movie's over, we've laughed so much. Yes, that um, like there's no way you can walk away from this and say I didn't enjoy this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh it was it was over like as as the credits like roll my dad is just laughing hysterically just going that was terrible but he's laughing hysterically while right. he's doing it so there was some enjoyment there absolutely, absolutely. so it's i mean so so you how many times have you seen this movie like uh, you say this is a christmas watch for you you know your overview of it but i mean like how many <laughs> times do you think you've seen this movie that that's what i want to know um probably about 10 times 10 or 11 times <laughs> yeah i i watch i watch it every christmas and i know i've seen it at least as long as i've been a father because for i i've know i know that as long as i've had my son i have to wait for him to go to bed to watch it yes and and, and i know that i saw it before i had my son as well so um so i'm, I'm gonna say probably 10 times 10 okay times. Fair yeah. enough. So in those 10 times, like I said, we've been, you know, we've, we've explored the idea of the fact that they've, that they just kind of rehashed this. But when, when you boil this movie down to it, what you've got is a guy with a lot of trauma um, and, you know, and how that plays out in his life, but just like, and, and it's, it's so bizarre. It's, it's got such a cult following I've learned about since I've been reading about it for the past couple of days. But mm -hmm. like, is there, is there anything of value here to you plot wise? Like when you look at the plot of this movie and just kind of the story, and if, if you were, if you were the audio listener, these the are hard quotes. quotes. <laughs> yes. Very hard quotes. Uh, capital S story that's presented here to us. What do you think about that? So the, I remember the first time I watched this, like halfway through the movie, I was like, why the fuck is Ricky in an insane asylum right like that that is i think like a like an honest to goodness mystery like why is this like what was it like the 13th uh therapist that's come to yes see him? yes yes and apparently he's just burning through therapists yeah you know and the like it there's some sort of disconnect there you know, and, and I was interested in that. I'm like, OK, well, you know, what is the actual reason why? And so when you do come to find out that um, that he's almost like a bull, right, where that color red just enrages yes. him. Right. Uh, any mention of Santa Claus enrages him. Uh, and much like his his brother, Billy, he uh, you know, the, the sister uh fuck what was her name um the the nun the the, oh, the mother um, superior yeah the mother right? superior uh she is um oh it, it is just mother superior okay um she has brainwashed him too you know this idea of you know naughty you know you're being naughty and you must be punished that is um that's something that's ingrained in him 
as much as it was ingrained in Billy. So that that right. to me was pretty cool. Um, I I like that. I I do like that there was a you know uh, to me there seemed like unlike the original film, it seemed like there was more of an attempt for Ricky to be a normal person. Yes, to to, to live a normal life. Um, uh, until you know he 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 goes all King Kong as the guy says right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I think that story wise, there's not much, but there's enough. There's enough to 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 get you to the next instance where Ricky's going to be crazy, and yes. and for me, where most slashers that the main draw is the kills. I really truly love watching the absolutely like nonsensical acting that's going on here. It's so, it's so ridiculous. And I know we're going to get to that, but man, mm -hmm. this was the, oh, yeah, no, like uh, it's interesting to me, this, this idea of retelling the first story. Right. But like through Ricky's eyes, which mm -hmm. a lot of times doesn't really make any sense because when the movie starts, Ricky is a baby, uh, yeah. like, like baby, baby, which I mean, just, the the seventies, you know, the wild time that they were. No car seat, right? Just just okay. riding in mom's lap, um, in the front. But you know, he's he's like recapping this, and they just keep going. Oh well, Billy Billy told me all of this, so now I can perfectly recount it to you and stuff like that. Like, which by the way, if you go and you rewatch the original, you don't hear the screams of the baby. There's there's right. They have done a pretty good job of like um. Uh, oh my God! What, what what's this movie? The Tom Hanks one, um, uh, Forrest. Um, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah, they did a pretty good job of Forrest Gump. <laughs> yes, and and like inserting him into scenes. The editing is actually like not bad, right? You know, if you consider what it is. Wow, I I had a brain fart on Forrest Gump. Yeah, and what remember Forrest. Is, yeah, like one of the greatest movies of but all uh time. <laughs> but so so the story here you know the first half just being him trying to explain the way he is by recapping the first movie um you know and, and like i said i can only assume that this is really just like the ultimate highlight reel of the first movie because pretty much everything i saw from the first movie was pretty cool right like it mm -hmm. it did a good job of telling a very condensed story i saw some i saw some great kills in there but yeah then it's just like he gets out and it's like, and there's, there's not a, other than the fact that it's, you know, he's obviously just criminally insane because of his childhood trauma. They never, I'll get, they never try to be like, well, here's, you know, here's why he is the way he is. They're just like, yeah, like Santa killed his mom in front of him. And then his brother became Santa and killed people. So, you know, that's going to mess anybody up. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's just like, there was there's so many weird things here and like i said you're really approaching this as two different stories uh, like the story of billy but that, but that ricky experienced being you know like like ricky was there like when his brother was beaten just for like leaving his room and tied to his bed and like i can there, there is the idea of the fact that it's like man this kid did live through a lot like becoming a killer is is extreme, but it's, I, I could see why he's mentally unstable. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, down to the fact that when they're, when the police are hunting, uh, just any Santa in the first one, and they just gunned down the guy that like ended up being the janitor, like as he was getting right ready to shake Ricky's kids. hand. Yeah. But then 
then like the kids all bounce back miraculously well from that because then they're all just like sitting around talking about Christmas again. And it's like, didn't all of these children just witness the police murder their janitor dressed as Santa <laughs> Claus? Like th- this movie simultaneously like tells this, like shows this idea of the fact that children are able to handle traumatic experiences remarkably well, <laughs> but then if they don't, they become killers. Um, and so, but then just, just Ricky, just, just rampaging through the streets and just, yeah, the color red and nuns and just anything that kind of rubs him the wrong way. I mean, it's zero to a hundred with this guy. And, and there's yeah. just enough story there to kind of, to kind of get you through everything, but it wasn't terrible. Like it wasn't, it wasn't ever the type of thing where, where, some of the kills notwithstanding the story itself i was always kind of like i can kind of okay. believe this like i could believe that this much trauma and this much this many horrible things happening to a child centered around christmas could cause this which was odd because as it was progressing i was like i would i did not expect any sense of realism at any point and and i don't think that you should um th- that is the right way to approach it um right. it, it it is schlock but it is the right kind of schlock i think it you know it uh, like there's no the right there's, kind there's of no reason for for billy to like just bust into the house of those two teenagers which are getting it on in the basement why <laughs> why is he going there there is no true, reason true. but i also don't care because he <laughs> they were being naughty and needed to be punished right and needed so, to be punished in, in his own sort of like spidey sense, you know, his Santa sense, you know, it's like tingling there. And he's like, you know, oh, naughty, you know, and he's just like, I got to make a beeline because, you know, someone took their tits out. That's, that's <laughs> kind of the, the sense that I got. He had some sort of radar. And, right. and I, don't, I don't care. It doesn't make any sense because to me, uh, I mean, Billy, I think, was... <sighs> I hate to say the word nuance, but there was more nuance to the character <laughs> than Ricky <laughs> because that's, that implies that there Go was on. actually some, some acting that went into this. Uh, but, but there, there was, I guess, some dimension to, yeah. to Billy. Whereas uh, like Ricky was very flat, you know uh, you know what? He was not flat there was so much volume and body to Ricky, but it was nonsense. So much eyebrows, so <sighs> much eyebrows to Ricky. Oh my God. It, well, and eyebrows, you know, man. He said that, uh, Freeman, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, the name of the actor. Who it's, played Ricky? Eric, yeah, Freeman. Eric Freeman. Yeah. He said that he got no direction from Lee Harry, the guy who directed the movie. So he Yeah, even, and I saw a thing where it was like but all the actors involved kept like giving him tons of feedback about playing it different ways and what he ended up with was this bizarre <laughs> merging of all of the things everybody said. It's it's just like I said the same thing when we did Blood Rage and we were talking about the twins' mother. Um no one behaves this way. 
Like not even a crazy, <laughs> not even a crazy person behaves this way. Like who talks like this with their eyebrows all the time? Oh, just you know? constantly. Like, like it, it became, it became like a running thing as we were watching it. Like we were all trying to talk and like move our eyebrows as much as him. And I was like, it's so distracting trying to move my eyebrows this much. I don't know that I could deliver a full line. You, you have to make an attempt to, to eyebrow that much, you know? Oh, you're out of yes. tape. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why the fuck deliver that? Yes, he's out of fucking tape. You hear the fucking tape clicking and clacking along the machine. I mean, it, it's it's so nonsensical. And this is what, to me, makes the movie work so much. Is <laughs> is that is that so little about the story either. It, it, the story neither matters, nor does it make sense. And that's Correct. really what gives us this, like, fantastic Christmas magic when we're watching yeah. it, right? Because, I mean... Christmas doesn't make sense, right? Fair. Jolly fat guy finds a way down your chimney. I don't got a chimney. How does he get in? I don't know, but he's still here and he leaves gifts, right? So it doesn't make sense. And neither does this movie. All right. Very true. It's very um, Christmas. It, very, very Christmas. You know, it, it's it's some of and some of like the uh some of the things in the story that, that just that were that either boggled my mind or just cracked me up outside the eyebrows. Like, uh, like, so during the flashbacks, we see, um, you know, the nun trying to force Billy to uh, sit on Santa's lap, even though he's mm -hmm. obviously, you know, deep seated trauma involving Santa Claus. And so he finally gets him on the lap and he decks Santa. I mean, he throws oh, yeah. that hook and, and <laughs> Santa like turns a flip. And I was like, man, that, Ten-year-old just knocked you the fuck out. <laughs> it's like that, that. That trauma strength is real. Oh, yeah. Um, you know they uh, just and then and then he then she gets him a job where he has to be a Santa. It's like this kid had no chance, just no. none. Like, I, you, like you know, know what? I honestly, blame. go ahead, go Mother ahead. Superior. Yeah, no, yeah, she's, no, she's yeah. the real villain. All right. Yes. By the time she gets her her fucking head whacked off at the end of the movie, I'm fucking applauding Ricky because, like, goddamn, she is the real villain of this story. Yeah. Speaking of which, what the hell? Speaking of the story, what the hell kind of stroke did this woman have that left her looking like a plague victim? Um, like you, you you've never had the plague stroke before. <laughs> I've seen stroke. I've seen people who've had strokes. This woman had like boiling pustules on her face, and they were like, "Oh, she retired because she had a stroke." And I was like, "That was nah, a hell nah. of a stroke." Bitch was poisoned. That's what that looks oh, like. I think you froze on mine. Oh, did, oh. did I freeze on my back? You're frozen on mine now. That's interesting. Okay, I think I'm right back. Here? Okay, yes, you are yes. back. Okay. Nice. Uh, no, I, I said uh, she, she was definitely poisoned. May, maybe because it that's, was. It that's was what poisoning bad. looks like. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. But uh, all I know is that she got her comeuppance. I, every time I see it, I still get happy when, uh, when that, that young nun goes in there and, and sees her head fall to the ground. Um, I mean, it's, you know what it reminds me of? Um, you know, and and this, I, I think we're we're old enough to to remember this. Um, you remember watching the Mummy in theaters? Yes, the, the first one with Brendan Fraser. When mm -hmm. when Benny finally dies at the end of the movie. Yes, 
uh, that all, all the the scarabs come and they you know just, yeah he starts screaming okay the, the whole audience erupted in in applause right because Benny yes. is is such a little piece of shit right that you were you were glad he was dead right that's that's how I feel every time Mother Superior dies <laughs> fair enough fair yeah. enough yeah she uh she 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 definitely got what was coming to it like I said it was there the the story was so odd like. But, you know, like I said, it didn't matter that it was so odd. But just, you know, like, yes, Red triggers him and none trigger him. But, like, the 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 rampage through the city with the security guard's gun, like, through the suburbs, not even the city, like, through the suburbs, like, yeah, sure. You know, I'll I'll give it to you. He he He's just rampaging through the suburbs. Just, you know, and, and if you can see our background here, uh, just the, the, gar- the whole garbage day thing, like, that that's the type of thing that deserves to be a meme because it, it oh, yeah. did nothing. It did nothing to advance the story. It, it was, <laughs> it was solely, it was solely a moment in time that, that needed to be perfectly preserved in the form of just always being around as a gif and a meme. Like just like that, that guy didn't do, that guy wasn't even wearing red or dressed like no. Santa. He was just taking out his trash. <laughs> And and it makes no sense as as like a as a line before the kill, you know. Right. Uh, it 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 doesn't make any sense. No. Garbage day, no. boom. You know, and, and you know what my favorite thing no. about that is is it's not even the line. It's that the guy picks up the aluminum garbage can and tries to use it as a shield. For the 357 round that's right. going to come barreling through, like if that's going to save him. Well, you know, I mean, it, how, how many Westerns have we seen where a Bible in somebody's pocket saves him or just a random coin? You know, you got to you got to hope that maybe there's something in that trash can that uh, <laughs> that's 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 going to stop a bullet. You know, how many times has a lucky silver dollar right over somebody's heart saved their lives? I get the logic. I see where this guy's going with it. It's metal. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff in there. I can I can forgive him for lifting up the trash can to try to save his own life. Man, why did I have to wait to throw out all those Kevlar vests? I should have thrown them out this week. <laughs> oh, so, you know, as 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 far as story, you're you're right. Just none of it matters. Right? It just serves to keep everything going forward, which how, you know, every time we do a slasher, so often that's the case. There's there, there's there's not a lot that that makes a lot of sense, but I will give them credit to the story in the fact that they they did a lot to, like I said, build the trauma that these boys have. And not that yeah. it's justification, but it's it's at least there is some explanation there. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, your 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 Jason Voorhees, you know, there's some explanation there. You're uh you're Michael Myers, not so much. You know, you're Freddie, it's hit and miss, depending on which one you're watching. Yeah. Um, you know, but there 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 is some there is some reasoning behind why they are the way they are. Now, Billy more so than Ricky. Ricky kind of took it to the next level. You know, his became about you know, the guy taking the guy taking out the trash wasn't doing anything naughty. You right. know, like uh like like a like a boss a a, a what twice in this or once the the santa basically rapes ricky and billy's mom and then the the (laughs) one of the first if not the first guy that billy kills was in the process of starting beginning to rape that woman and so it's like okay yeah that's naughty 
But then he turns around and kills the woman who was getting raped, and it's like, okay, maybe your naughty nice meter's a little skewed here, right? Like, well, she was, but she she did come at him, right? And she was like, she did uh, smack him. That's yeah, you know. Um, and also she was being well, no, she was. Let, let me not victim shame. Um, yeah, let me not go there. So uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she, you know, she 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 didn't deserve to die. You know, he he started. Right. To, I I think that's where we start to realize there's an issue there because wh- why does he kill the store owner why does he kill um the the toy store owner uh the uh, the friend you know the the older yeah lady just just the other woman him. that worked there yeah and like i said so, so there's there's some skew to his meter right but yeah then he just mm-hmm. kind of m- miraculously shows up in the right place where this couple is is uh is about to have these, these teenagers are about to have sex and it's like okay i see where in your eyes that's that's naughty, you know? So, and because he's looking through the keyhole, right? And he sees, he says, she's like, oh, that's terrible. They deserve to be punished. So he's like, okay, <laughs> like that one makes sense. So it's kind of all over the place, you know, with where his naughty and nice is. And yeah, then, like I said, then Ricky's, no rhyme then Ricky's is just, yeah, then, but then Ricky's, there's just, there's, there's no skew to that. It's like, oh, you're taking out your trash. Not, or it's like, oh, you're, you're, you're being noisy in the movie theater. Look, kill that guy. Fuck that guy. Right. Like, yeah, no, that, that guy deserves to die. Um, people should not act like that at movie theaters. I agree. Naughty. Take him out. But yeah. then it's like, OK, you're taking out your trash. Uh, that's good citizen stuff. So <laughs> I I think I think a lot of it has to do with like this, this lack of restraint where they. Yeah, yeah. They, they had this like balled up in them from the very beginning. And as soon as you unleash that monster there's there's it's like toothpaste you know once the toothpaste is uh is out of the bottle there's no putting it back in yeah you can't you can't know? you can't unsqueeze the tube yeah so so it's it's to me that's what it kind of felt like because when when he sees uh his girlfriend's ex uh what's his name uh was it i don't i don't chip. I, I know I remember chip, who right saying. chip uh yes chip yeah, when when he sees Chip and and you know Chip's working on his beautiful Mustang, uh, and 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 Chip's being so like rude to him and 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 rude to uh, to to his girlfriend, right? Uh, he's that's killing is wrong, right? Correct. But, but you can say if anyone deserved it, Chip did. Yes. Right. And and then from there, it's like okay, well, there's there's no stopping me now. Yeah, I um, mean, and it's you know, there's a there's a there's a blood rage quality to it there, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, okay, I understand what set you off, and now yeah, you just can't reel it back in. Uh, so it was just, uh, man, like 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 you said, the story doesn't matter. The story doesn't matter, and it was it was just enough to to get us to the fun parts. Which, like I said, when you look at the fact that it's eighty minutes long. And 40 minutes of it is just the good parts of the first one. Then all you're left with is 40 minutes. So all you really get are the good parts of the second one too. So in that aspect of the story, like I said, bold move to just spend the first half of the movie telling a different one, but I never saw the first one. So I got like a cool (laughs) double, I got a cool, you know, silent night, deadly night, double feature out of this. And I got to tell you, since I've seen this one, I've never gone back to watch the original. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> never Why because I, I i yeah i feel like i'm getting the the best parts of it here and i'm getting ricky's story too to me this right. feels like like the like the Zack snyder cut 
if you will. There we go. Right? You know, this this is the Silent Night, Deadly Night that we should have gotten uh, when it was originally released. You know, yeah. that's that's what this is. You know, part parts three, four, they they follow you know totally different characters. Uh, not neither neither uh, Billy nor nor Ricky. Uh, uh, actually, I think it it might be a cousin of theirs who's who's in it. But um, yeah, and and actually, a really interesting side note because of uh, the fact that they're showing stuff from the original in this. Uh, yeah, one of one of the goddesses of horror actually appears in this. Albeit like very briefly, uh, Linnea Quigley, who is I, I know her most famously from Return of the Living Dead. Right. She uh, she shows up. She's she's the one that uh, that gets impaled on the uh, on, on oh the, on the on, on the, the antlers. Deer. Yeah, on the antlers. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I I didn't even realize that was her. Like now, I just I just went over and looked at. And yeah, it's the chick from Graduation Day. Um, yes. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even realize that that was her. But now I can now I can place her. And yeah. Okay. Very. Yeah. Cool. She's so, she's tr she's trash in Return of the Living Dead. Now I always think of her as that. Uh, but uh, it's always nice to see her in this too. And she's been in so many like you know smaller you know budget horror movies. And uh, and every time I see her here, it's like, oh man, like yeah, you know, I pray at the altar of Linnea Quigley. So <laughs> yeah, it's you know, so there's 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 a lot. To, it's it's bizarre, right? Because uh, surface level, there's not a lot to this story, but then there is. You know, it's like it's it's pretty straightforward in the fact that it's like this guy's brother was a killer at Christmas time. Now he is. But then you get into it and you're like, well, yeah, but look at everything that happened to his brother and then look at how that affected him and look at how awful these nuns were. Like trauma is <laughs> a very real thing. And, it is. Um, yeah. and you know, at, like when we did hereditary, we were like, these people need to talk their shit out. Unfortunately, you know, Ricky just waited too long to talk his shit out, man. Like uh, Ricky should have been talking to somebody way before he reached this point. And uh, he was, you know, he, Ricky was be he was well beyond point of no return. By the time he met oh, with yeah. what, his 13th, you know, psychiatrist yeah. or whatever. So it's, it's a, ah, ah, man, it's, it was, it was so weird. Like there were, there were times when I was watching and I was like, this story makes no sense. And then, but then just a couple minutes later and I was like, all right, I get it. You know, like this, there's, there's, there's some story here to this. There's, there's something tangible to, to what they're putting on film. So it, I was, I was very, I was very hot and cold with this movie. And, and part part of what helps that you know putting it on film is I think the the acting you know because this movie leans so deep into that camp territory, right? right. Um, and and no one is taking it seriously uh, or taking it way too seriously. You know, uh, I can't decide right. which one it is here, right? Yeah, I think um, I, th I think Ricky was going with with car crash level of serious, which was odd, you know. But <laughs> yes, um, the the acting here is, in my opinion, and I mentioned this a little earlier. It's one of the things that keeps me coming back, and it's not because the acting is stellar, um, and and usually uh, 
when when something keeps you coming back to a movie, it's either because it's really good or it's really bad, right? Right. Um, and and I think in in this respect, for me, the acting is so bad that it does that that one eighty, and it's like, oh my god, this is so fucking great, right? Yeah. Um, so how how did you? And and I don't want to know only about you because you watch this with a group yes. of people who, who understand this kind of movie, right? So what was the reaction? At at Shea DeBona when uh, when this movie was on, so um, it, it was funny, kind of like the different, you know, like you like everybody having their thing. One of the very first things my dad noticed, my dad was like, "Man, this Ricky is like a terrible smoker." Like that was like one of the very first things he said. He was like, "He's really bad at smoking," um, and so you know, it's like, so you know, so that you know, but like uh, my mom, my mom just couldn't stop laughing. Like just at the acting, at just the at, at the kills, um, all of us kind of stood in this camp of thinking that that the actor who played uh, the actor who played Ricky just didn't, uh, you know, Eric Freeman just couldn't. He went way too serious with it, right? Like uh, he mm-hmm. he he was he was on board to make this 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 super serious scary slasher and so he took the ridiculous situations that he was put that that he was put in and the lines that he had to deliver and we all kind of agreed that it was just like he decided he was going to just act the shit out of this like he was (laughs) he was going to turn he was going to be michael kane in muppet christmas carol right like he he was gonna be the guy that people look back at this movie and were like all right sure it's bad but look at the amazing performance that eric freeman gave us (laughs) and so it was like you know i i could probably agree with that yeah. And so, um, you know, everybody else just kind of, you know, they, they, they did what they were supposed to do. You know, the mother superior did her part in just being awful. The random, the random and various teenagers, you know, they were horny. Good. They acted yep. horny perfectly, knocked it out of the park. Um, you know, it was just, uh, my, my favorite was the, was the psychiatrist who seemed to match Ricky's energy really really well like he he was so perfectly in tune with whatever the direction that that ricky decided he was going and he just gave it right back to him like there was a really good give and take between ricky and the psychiatrist for for as ridiculous as the things that they were saying to each other were he did this perfect job of absorbing the overacting that Ricky was doing and then kind of giving it back in, in a, in a subtle understated way. And so that was really cool to me. Like that guy um, and his unfortunate end that he met <laughs> by being strangled by, you know, tape. Um, yeah. But like he did, he did such a good job of, of, like I said, just, just he mirrored what Ricky was doing so, so well that I, I almost, I was disappointed when he died. I knew he was going to die because I knew Ricky yeah. had to go on a rampage outside of this. He couldn't just continue to rehash the stories of Billy. We saw what happened to him. <laughs> and so I knew that the, the guy was going to die and Ricky was going to get out. But man, I was like, 
I, I almost wish like this guy would have just jumped in a car with Ricky and like driven him around to the kills and, and like experience them or something because he was so good they, with they, it. They would have had their own Thelma and Louise style. Yeah, like it could uh, have been this really yeah. weird buddy cop thing, <laughs> you know, where it's like, I know I should stop you, but also I got to let you be you, right? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm here to listen. I'm here to listen. I need you this to tell catharsis. me. This is catharsis. This is catharsis. Like, because, like in my head, I kind of kept waiting for that. Like, <laughs> so now he's going to take Ricky out and let him let him hash all this shit out with the people of their town. Like, so you know, there it was <laughs> that that guy. That guy to me is. is I I always find it fascinating that he's actually the one that sets the tone for the movie, because he's he's the very first actor that that speaks yeah you know and, and which, he has which speaking of acting like the first <laughs> when it's like five minutes in before anybody says anything it's just that one orderly that never actually says yeah. anything it's just always kind of staring menacingly <laughs> and he, he gives Ricky. that like the finger though and he goes uh, uh, uh. He and like when the first the time finger. he gets loud jay pops in the door he's like mm? yeah, yeah. <laughs> i told you to give us what is it he said? I told you to to leave us alone or something like that. Yes, uh, yeah, there's like the the way that he plays off of that orderly is um like that sets the tone for the movie. You know what you're getting into at that point. That's the point where you stand up and say, "I'm leaving," or you settle in and you dig deep into that bucket of popcorn. And you say, "I'm going along for this ride." Right. Yeah, and like uh, it was funny because I, I went and I looked into the the guy. His name is James Newman. Short IMDb. Like the guy didn't do a ton of movies. It's funny for for as much as I enjoyed him, like he was in movies I've seen, like uh, like Flags of Our Fathers and Legally yeah. and stuff like that. But I but I couldn't place him in any of those things so i was like trying to find pictures of him in those different movies because i was like i'm really into what this guy did with this movie <laughs> <laughs> and so he was he was he was great you know and just all the various and sundry teenagers they did exactly what they were supposed to do you know they were either sexy or annoying or you know they they just they they, they played their parts well so i'll give them that you know the the acting in this when we did those Ari Aster movies, we talked about how amazing this director was to get these performances out of people because he had a vision. He knew what he wanted. It's pretty obvious here that that, that this movie was a cash grab. And so th there was there was no Absolutely. there was no vision. You know, there was no directing. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Play it just like that. You nailed it. Let's go. You know, like there, I'm, I'm guessing most of the stuff was done in one take and they were just like, oh, yep, got it. So my right. my under my understanding of this was that um, the director actually did have an idea about what he wanted to do with this, and when when the studio tapped him to say, "Hey, we want you to direct this movie," he had a pitch ready, and he walked in and they said, "You got no budget." You know, I, I, th I think <laughs> yeah. they gave two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, they're like, you've got $250,000. And, and he said, I can't make a movie for that. He said, well, you got to figure it out. And you're contractually obligated to at this point. So <laughs> uh, so, so that's, that's where this whole idea of kind of reusing 
the footage you know goes to and and tv shows did this all the time where they would reuse you know o- old episodes and they would cut them up oh, and yeah. edit them yeah. with new material um you know the uh, star trek famously did this with the original pilot that they had shot uh without william shatner you know so right. it, this is this is a classic um you know cost saving mentality is well let's let's use what we already have and then add only what we need and so the the story of ricky was severely truncated and and what we got was this rehash of it i mean to me it ends up making the first one irrelevant almost entirely which you know for for better or for worse um, you know, uh, that's, that's that, uh, but it does give us this, uh, this sense of, okay, well, we have no budget for actors. And so we're basically like scouring, uh, like students, you know, uh, yeah, just casting pe- crew. Pe- people who are going to work for peanuts. They just want a, uh, a film credit. And, and at this point, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night's a hit, and they can be in the sequel to that. So I would work for for that, you know, because maybe that's what's going to give me my big break. You know, Linnea Quigley was in that first one, you know, and she she kind of became famous ish. So yeah. um, you know, I mean, she's much more famous than I am. You know, no one knows my name, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> um, and uh, and a lot of people seem to know Eric Freeman, you know. So so I guess that that worked out for him. Yeah, it's you know. It's, Although I think this was his last movie, wasn't it? Uh, you know, I was. I, that was one. Let's see. Let's see. Let's let's pull right here while we're we'll, we'll yeah, do I'm, it I'm live. It yeah, when we're looking here, uh, he made various appearance appearances on television shows after this, but that okay. was pretty much it for him for movies. Uh, hmm. Says he showed up on several episodes of In Living Color. Ah, yes. So good for him. You know, there there weren't look, uh, and there weren't many white people on In Living Color. So if Eric Freeman made it to multiple episodes. Good for him. Oh wow! Look at this. There was apparently in 2018 a uh, a short film called Ricky Today, the Caldwell Interview. <laughs> Okay. A 2018 interview with infamous spree killer Ricky Caldwell. Oh, I've got to watch this. I didn't even know this existed. Where can I find this? And how much do I have to pay? Because I'm willing to like sign over my whole bank account right now. Oh, man. So here you go. Here's another one. In 2016, Eric Freeman appeared in a TV movie called A Husband for Christmas, which also featured the actor who played Billy in Silent Night, Deadly Night no as his brother. That's amazing. As his brother. <laughs> it says, yeah, also featured Robert Brian Wilson, who played his brother Billy in Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. They were both in a TV movie called A Husband for Christmas. They brought them both back for like a Hallmark-style Christmas movie, and that deserves some sort of award. That, I that mean, directorial yeah. choice. <laughs> That's spectacular. So, someone so, you knew know, what they like, were doing. The, the the mother superior uh, also just while we're while we're talking acting she mm-hmm. she did an amazing job of making you hate her and you're right cheering cheering when she died at the end yeah it's like i watched this man kill a nun and i was here for it 
Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, it's so, I guess, she, you know, I she guess did the have that did sort of like, supposed to do. she had that distinguished, um, like classic Hollywood accent that she would use. Um, yes. Uh, which, which I, I always like as, as a, as a lover of old movies, right. Um, uh, like I grew up watching Humphrey Bogart and James Cagney movies with my grandfather right uh so like the that old school hollywood speech you didn't find a lot in the 1980s anymore right because right? Uh, a lot of those guys were either you know dead or retired and they weren't working anymore and and she's certainly elderly when when she's yes. making this movie so she probably was making movies not maybe in the time of bogey and and cagney but but certainly in the 50s um that's interesting let me look that up now because now I yes yeah, so, you know so, so every everybody everybody this is a situation where i think everybody did the most with with what they were given you know mm -hmm. i feel i feel like with with what they had in front of them as a script and as an idea I feel like everybody played the part, you know, and like I said, it's just this, that the really what it's always going to boil down to and what you're all, what, what we're always going to talk about and what's always going to be the, the, I, what catches your eye is just Ricky just running with this thing, man. Like he was mm -hmm. so that, that, that laugh, that weird, like Joker esque <laughs> laugh that Ricky had that didn't make a damn bit of sense because he, also, he stops it dead in its yes, tracks and yeah, then exactly. his face is deadpan. It is yes. really creepy. Yeah. Like it didn't make any sense, but also it fit for what he was doing. Like it, it was just, it's so weird to look at this movie as a whole and to, to talk, you know, it's like nobody, nobody's looking at this and being like, it's well acted. Right. No. But then when you but then you look at it and you're like, but maybe they all did exactly what they were supposed to do for this movie. Like that's that's always the interesting perspective that this podcast gives me when I watch these movies. You know, when when we did Demon Knight and and we talked about how, you know, nobody did a great job in Demon Knight, but also well, Billy Zane did a great job, but nobody else yes. did a great job <laughs> in Demon Knight. But maybe they all just did exactly what they needed to do. You know, th there comes a moment where if you're handed the script for Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, and you deliver a Patrick Stewart in Macbeth level of performance, then that's bad. You know, then, then that <laughs> yeah. doesn't make sense. And that's, that's such a weird thing to stop and think about. But I guess the mark of a good actor is, is being right for the role, yeah. you know, like it, there's, there's a moment where you're like, this is a bad movie. I'm supposed to act badly. And so maybe it doesn't necessarily, now granted you can go look at the wiki for this and not many of the names in this are blue links because <laughs> they, that's always an indication that this yeah. is, uh, this is really low budget. Yeah. You know, there's <laughs> these people didn't go on to do great things. You know, this isn't the type of thing where you look back on it and you're like, Hey, well, maybe they did, but not in film, you know, maybe right. in carpentry and, uh, in <laughs> yeah, exactly. Work. Maybe they started a business knitting, you know, cozies for teapots. I don't know, but they didn't Ooh, go that on. That sounds to... interesting. 
you know, somebody's got to <laughs> do it. Uh, but they didn't go on to do a ton of movies. And so, but you you really look at it as a whole and you go, bad movies need bad acting. That's what yeah. makes them cross that line. That's when you go from bad to so bad, it's good. You know, like that was, you know, with Sleepaway Camp, everybody just did so well with what they were given that you enjoy watching it. Now, Sleepaway Camp is a much better movie than this, but I'm just saying, yes. like, you know, but but script-wise... You know, the lines delivered, they they delivered what they were given and they did it in the best way they could without it becoming the type of thing where you go, you're trying too hard. Mm. And maybe that's what we got here. Maybe that's why there there is a decent amount of rewatchability in this be because it's fun. Yeah, I I kind of agree, you know, uh, and, and that's a really good point that I don't know that I've ever considered, um, you know, when... And this is something I heard long ago. Like, you, it would be ridiculous to show up to, um, like, if, if I was applying to be, uh, say, I don't know, a waiter, right? And this is this is actually something I've done, right? I waited tables at Chili's when uh, when my wife and I first got married, right? Um, I showed up in uh, in a polo shirt and slacks, right? Right. Um, because that's more or less the attire of what you're going to wear, right? Uh, someone showed up in a suit, and I thought, well, that's kind of ridiculous, you know, because you're you're dressed so much nicer than what your uh, your position here is requiring of you, you know. Not even the manager of this restaurant is wearing a suit. You yeah. Know? Now, now, if if you were going to like some really fancy steakhouse, maybe that would be the case, right? You know, uh, so this idea that like your acting has to match the the material, I think there's something to that. Yeah, and so I can't believe I've never considered that. Yeah, before. like I, it's just it's one of those things. Like I said, you can't, you know, you when you when you look at great acting performances we always fall back on the fact that, that they were given great material to work with. So the idea of the fact that, yeah, you, you've got, you know, you play the hand you're given. If what you're mm -hmm. given is a ridiculous script, then you act ridiculously. And like I said, you know, it doesn't seem like it worked out for many of them, but it, it, it unfortunately, I mean, who knows, maybe with the right material, they could have done something. Yeah. Um, but, um, also, to, to go back uh, to the woman who played Mother Superior in the original film, it was a different actress in the second one. Uh, she actually goes, she's got credits that go back to 1950. So yeah, that, I'm, I'm that explains that her, uh, her, you know, old Hollywood accent. Yes, it really, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, she, like, her, her television credits are insane. X-Files, Murder, She Wrote, Deep Space Nine, yeah. Friends, Magnum P.I., Malcolm in the Middle. Like, she she, she kept, was on the she original Superman. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Good stuff here. I mean, I mean, she, she died in, in 08. It looks like she worked right up until she died. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, so, I mean, she was she out there She didn't let this little blip thing. on her... Uh... <laughs> On, on her her show sheet do anything oh she was on heart to heart look at that <laughs> so so yeah. speaking of mother superior we've gone back multiple times to the fact that that there there is there is a there is a great amount of joy 
to be had in watching her killed, which is not something that the horror fan is unfamiliar with. Mm -hmm. And so when we're looking at 70s, 80s slasher, we got to go back to that classic category of boobs and blood, man. And so when we're, when we're looking at you, I, you know, I want to know about what you think about the creativity of the kills. And, and we're, we're looking at two movies here, really, yeah. right? So, mm -hmm. so creativity of the kills, um, you know, use of the boobs, you know, do, do, <laughs> do they figure in in a way that matters? What did you think about just, just the boobs and blood of this movie, man? So I, I do think that the, uh, that the sex in this movie is gratuitous. It, it is. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not like... Um, like Blood Rage, where I thought that it was um, used sparingly. Uh, although when when it was used, it was extended shots of nudity, which is yes. know, odd for that time. Um, but I I did think, uh, and I've always thought watching this movie, I was like, you know, it, I don't know that we need that much because because there's no context to it. You know, because they very easily they they very easily could have been making out on that billiards table with their clothes on, you know, uh, and, and it doesn't change yeah. a damn thing about about the movie. Um, now, I, I I will say that you know the Santa attack on on Billy and Ricky's mom, where he rips the shirt. I mean, it shows some of the aggression that's there. Um, same thing as uh, as the sexual assault later, you know, uh, in the toy store. I I think because it's it's an assault, uh, you know, it's it's not being glorified. You know, it's it's more of a uh, correct. And, yeah. and, and and Billy shows that you know with the fact that he kills the guy, you know. Um. So as as far as like the the the, the boobs aspect of of blood and boobs. Uh, there's a lot, but I don't think it's used well. Uh, now, yeah, as far it, as the blood it, it goes, it didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, as as far as the blood goes, now the kills they're quite good, I think, uh, and and quite creative. You don't get a lot of axe kills in slashers. They're usually knives or machetes. Uh, the occasional pitchfork, which is always interesting, yes. right? Uh, but an axe is always nice. Right. Um, I, I agree. I agree. There's there's something about the idea of an axe that always makes me wonder why it's not more of a horror movie trope, because mm -hmm. there there's there's something about the brutality of an axe just because of, you know, like what an because anytime you're using an axe, it's such a show of strength and violence. Yeah. It right. Is. Like you can use a machete for just kind of clearing out stuff or a pitchfork, you know, for what it's actually for just moving hay or something like that. But there's, there is no, there is no opportunity when you're using an ax, when it's not a, just a, a display of brute force. So I'm always kind of floored by the fact that the ax is an underused horror movie weapon. Yeah. I, I, I agree, you know, because the, the ax is only ever used to, to split large, you know, uh, yes. really, um, you know, big objects in, in half, you know, I, I believe it or not, like, because it's used so infrequently in horror, my, uh, like go-to for an ax in movies is commando. The Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Movie, yeah. Yeah. Where he's, he's, he's splitting that, that gigantic, you know, trunk of a tree 
uh, at the beginning of the movie. And then later on in the film, if you've ever seen the director's cut, there's a uh, there's definitely some some great gore uh, after he's stormed the island where he just takes an axe and right up in some guy's gonads. And it's uh, yeah, it yeah. is glorious. Absolutely glorious. It, uh, I get the phantom pain every time I watch that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the axe is brutal, you know, so to see Billy using that axe over and over again is really great. But then also we get those kills like, uh, like the antler, you know, the, yes. the, the deer antler in, in the parlor of that house. That's a really awesome kill. And that's not something that you see very often, you know, and also her boyfriend is the absolute fucking we're, oh, we lost a Bona. Let's see if he's coming back here. Are you out? I'm going to kick out the Bona, see if he comes back. So while we're waiting for uh, for Debona to come back, the um, that boyfriend, he sits and absolutely uh, does nothing while he is hearing his his girlfriend die right and then he comes up and uh it's got to be at least five minutes five minutes that's uh that's going on between him and uh and the time uh the time she leaves and the time he comes back uh so debono just got back to me and uh, and says his internet went out so that's awful so uh we will we'll call it now and i'm gonna go ahead and i'm asking him for his rating and i'll give my rating uh so i'm gonna go ahead and say that for myself oh he's back hey sorry hey. internet issues you know this the beauty of doing everything online so I, I was gonna uh, I was just gonna cut it short and go right to the ratings, but uh, why why don't you give me your take on on blood and boobs? So I was I I, I like I liked the kills in this movie. You know, it's even down to the garbage day kill. There's there's a beauty in the simplicity of that, and so mm -hmm. often you know, like a, a slasher flick revolves around how elaborate can we be while killing somebody. There's there there was there was something fun about the fact that it's like this guy's a gun and he's just shooting people like there 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 was something fun to that. Um, uh, hands down though, like the 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 umbrella. That's a great kill. The umbrella is so good and it's such a long shot on just like the bloody spinning umbrella afterwards. It's and actually kind of artistic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like that was that was a moment where I saw some director vision. I saw mm -hmm. something he had in his head come through. The jumper cable kill. That um, was really cool. I I don't think that there was enough money behind it to make it truly effective. Yeah. But Fuck, that was a but really yeah, cool there were, idea. There were there were some there were some fun ideas here. There was a brutal showing of strength and and not just like hanging somebody with lights, but then like picking up a grown adult with one hand yeah. by the Christmas lights. Uh, there was there there this the 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 blood the the kills in this movie are where it shines. Like you can tell that's where they had some fun. 
And that is that's that that's what's gonna keep you coming back to this movie mm-hmm. is is they did a good job of being creative with the kills. I absolutely agree with you that I think that a lot of the nudity was gratuitous and didn't add to the story at all. Uh, you know, it's it now this this movie for when it came out, it's before it was full, you know, before it was just like a trope. But you know, the the we can you can watch an older one like this where uh, a a a sexual assault is a plot point, and you know now at twenty twenty one it's like okay we need to move past that. But mm-hmm. you, you look at all things through the lens of when they were made, and at the time that wasn't necessarily just it hadn't become trope and it hadn't become a plot point. So yes, it happened twice in this movie, but I will give them credit for the fact that while what we witnessed was about to be assaults. They didn't try to turn our stomachs by taking that too far. So I, I will give them credit for that. Um, I, I do appreciate that in modern horror, we've moved past the idea of somebody needing to get raped to make a movie scary. Um, But for when this was made, they, they towed that line very, very well. Um, as you know, I guess as well as you can when you're including an assault in a movie is strictly a plot point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so there's, but yeah, you're right. Like just to immediately like the, the keyhole thing, like we could have gotten away with him looking through the keyhole. They could have made it obvious to us that there were people on the other side of that keyhole having sex without, you know, the, the, the nudity that we got out of it. Um, mm-hmm. so there, there, you know, there's, there is an unnecessary, there is an unnecessary level of boobs in this movie. And it's, it, it's funny because I, like I said, watch this movie with my mom and dad. And, and it's funny to me to step back and look at that and think of people who would be like uncomfortable watching a movie that has so many tits <laughs> in it, like yeah. with their parents, but like because of the fact that we all knew exactly what we were in for. Like there was never an uncomfortable, like I would be far more uncomfortable watching something where somebody was having sex in a movie where there was no nudity, but that it was like vital to the plot. And it was actually some sort of like sensual sex scene that, that is the type of thing that I would be uncomfortable, you know, being in the room with my parents for, but something like this, it's like, uh, it's a slasher. Yeah. There's boobs. We're all ready for this. Like, let's go. Yeah. And so, and so you're tight, ta- you know, you're tight, man. I watched it with my parents. Like it was funny. Cause I had that thought, I don't know, somewhere around the third or fourth boob. It's like <laughs> there <laughs> just third or fourth boob or third or fourth pair. Uh, third or fourth actual boob. Sure. Okay. Just, just like the second time boobs show up. <laughs> you know, I, I have this moment where I'm like, there are probably people who would be really uncomfortable watching a movie, you know, where there are boobs in it with their parents. But we we all knew what we were in for and we're we're enjoying this and and how and how funny it is in there but this it, this movie absolutely is a situation where some of the nudity does take away from the movie like it's just cuz it's unnecessary but yeah. i the credit where credits due there were some creative kills in this there was there was some fun to be had in that um the like i said just but the 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 umbrella and the jumper cables were my favorite. It's something I forgot to mention earlier, and I don't, I don't know. I guess it kind of fit in maybe earlier, but now just while we're talking about kills, sometimes when you're watching these schlocky films, and you're you're so on board, and you know there's going to be some creative kills, you know there's going to be some boobs, you're all that. 
sometimes there's something that's so over the top ridiculous that it, your brain can't even comprehend. And for me in this movie, it was the fact that the nun retired and went on to live in apartment 666. <laughs> and I, mean, I, if she's I, not the I, fucking devil. I right? don't know. What and and I get it. And I understand that it's just like, Hey, hey that's but funny. It's a little, you know, it's but a yeah, it's a little on the nose, right? It, that was like, like <laughs> I, there was, there was a moment where we actually had to like, pause the movie and do like the, what did we miss in the past 30 seconds? Because everyone in the room was laughing so hard <laughs> when he opened that door, by the time he's actually, it's by the time he's actually chasing this invalid stroke plague ridden woman around her apartment. And she's giving him hell too. She really is. She, yeah. You know, for, for she's a feisty old lady yeah, for everybody that he effortlessly killed mother superior gave him a run for his money. But we had to pause. Well, she's and rewind. got God on her side. Ah, that that must be what it is. Yeah, she's, she's just, <laughs> she's just. Um, but there was there was a moment where we literally had to pause, and it was just like everybody wiping tears away from our eyes because that was just so on the nose, ridiculous that it, it was like that was that was honestly probably the hardest that we laughed all, and we laughed plenty throughout the thing. But that was the hardest that we laughed because you're right, it's just. Two on the nose. Yeah. Um, but again, it was something they had fun doing. So I'm not going to take away from them for it. it. But it was it was it was a bit much. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with you there. So, you know, as, as we as we look at everything, you know, we've we've discussed the kills. We've we've been through the little bit of story that we were given here. The two stories that we were honestly, I keep saying a little yeah. bit of story, but we were given two stories here. We got a double feature out of it. It's time to rate this movie. <laughs> Um, and so there, you know, we rate every movie against itself and we like to come up with something unique. And, and honestly, the, the artistic thing, the one that sticks with me is the birth of the umbrella corporation. I, I really want to (laughs) know, I really want to know if this is where the logo, I mean, I granted a red and yellow, a red, a red and white umbrella is not that uh, not unfamiliar, but man, that did seem like the umbrella corporation logo. But that was that was that was the artsy moment. That blood-soaked yeah. umbrella. So, out of five blood-soaked umbrellas, what do you give Silent Night, Deadly Night to? So here's the thing: in my heart, this is a five, but I can't give this a five, <laughs> right. you know, uh, because because it isn't. It's not a five. It's not a five. There's no way that this is a five. Um, but I I adore this movie. You know, this is one of those movies that I I love watching. Like I I could watch this, um, I could watch this dead sober, I could watch this drunk off my ass, I can watch this high as a kite. It doesn't matter how I watch this movie, I'm going to enjoy it. You know, and I can watch it by myself, preferably with a group, and it is going to be fantastic. I can't wait to watch this movie with a group again because uh due to to covid i haven't seen this movie in a group in quite some time right you know so i can't wait to watch this again with a group um that said it's not a good movie <laughs> and 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 i know this right you know it's it's kind of it's kind of like that that perfect pair of sneakers that you have you know right uh, where you you absolutely love those shoes and you put them on all the goddamn time 
Uh, but you know that when you got to dress up a little bit, but you know, you're not quite wearing dress shoes. You can't put on those sneakers. Correct. You know, that's like my pair of PF flyers. They are my favorite shoes. But I can't fucking wear them when 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 I'm putting on like like, like a button up shirt, you know, because I'll look ridiculous because they're beat to hell and back. Right. So uh, it's 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 no longer a good shoe. <laughs> uh, that's this movie. You know, this movie is no longer a good shoe. This movie is fucking garbage. It is garbage day. It is garbage uh, day. But my love for it persists. So I'm going to go ahead and because of my love for this movie, because of the absolute rewatchability, like this is a movie where like within five minutes, you know, I am watching this movie again at some point. I'm going to go ahead and give this a four. Okay. Fair enough. I, uh, so this, this was my first time seeing it and there, there's definitely a, there's a need for me to rewatch this with a new group. <laughs> and that's, that is, that, that is going to raise, um, what, what I'm going to give it because I, I desperately want to have a Christmas party and as it starts to wind down and like the festivities are, are over and, you know, just like the casual acquaintances leave and you're down to just your core friends yeah. and everybody's still just drinking. Like, I really look forward to that moment where I'm like, guys, I've got, I've got it. Like I've got what we've got. To, I, I know what we've got to watch. Like we're all at the right level for this. We can, we can have some fun with this. That part of it is 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 giving it is giving it some 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 weight in the in the rating that I'm going to give it here. The kills were creative and fun, and while you know, on the one hand, you, they are just recycled. To me, they weren't because I didn't see Silent Night, Deadly Night. So I'm considering all of that to just be in this movie. I got some creative kills, you know. I I I got some fun. I I did get to watch this with a group and enjoy it and laugh, but you're right. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie, <laughs> but it's fun. And so I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to let this sit solidly at a three okay. um, because of the fact that I know, I know that next year I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to have a Christmas party. And then when the people that, you know, when, when the, when the, 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 the people that, that won't be a part of it kind of trickle out. And I get down to that. You know, everybody's got that core group of friends where when you have a party, yeah. you invite a lot of people, but then people who were just invited leave. But then that that those friends that are family, when they're mm -hmm. still there, that that's when I'm going to fire this up again. And I'm going to enjoy watching it with them while they see it for the first time. And so I, I'm going to I'm going to let it sit right at a three. I'm, I'm going to let it because it's 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 awfully good, you know, and, and so I'll give it that. And, and that's, I think, where it should be for you, you know, yeah. and, and over the next couple of years, it's going to grow on you like a fungus. I am so sure it will. And, I... and you're, you're going to look forward to the Christmas season, not just so that you watch, you know, bonafide Christmas classics, like It's a Wonderful Life, like, you know, uh, White Christmas. Man, I just watched um, White Christmas yesterday. I love that. Movie. Oh, it's so good. I love that movie. <laughs> You know, uh, that's what I put on every year, you know, like Christmas vacation, yes. you know, a more modern, it's not modern, but a more modern Christmas classic, you know, uh, you're going to start thinking like, oh, fuck, 
can I watch it yet? Is it too early to watch yeah, it? You're you absolutely know, I, right. I am. I, I always wait till after Thanksgiving to put it on because there is blood rage. <laughs> to, <laughs> to watch. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, and, and I think that over the next couple of years, you know, it, it will kind of creep up there to that 3.5 for you, you know, because the other thing is I can see, I can see a year from now watching this with a new group of people and finding joy in somebody else finding something that maybe I didn't think was as funny this go through and, mm-hmm. and finding joy in them finding what they like about it. So I don't doubt for a second that this is going to creep on up there. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to let it sit right at that three for now. So there it is. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 is Dose. a 3.5 here <laughs> sure. at Shiver, a horror movie podcast. So um, we uh, we thank you for watching. Yes, if, absolutely. If, if you've enjoyed this, please make sure that you check out the other geek bro network podcasts like mount geek more which both daniel debona and myself are a part of where we uh argue debate and discuss the top four of a uh of a geek subject of that week uh look out for what's up bro which is currently on right now yeah so- we 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 act we actively compete against them on wednesday <laughs> but if you've got to pick one to watch live then you just pick up the other one you can find us on spotify and iHeartRadio and all of that there you go yeah uh there's also uh seasons uh, there is a dose of Ellie. There's comedy fitness. There's better. Let me tell you. Um, Crimacopia. Crimacopia and kick flicks. Yes. Kick flicks. Kick flicks. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course, if you, if you want to find all of this, you can head to geekbro.net. You can find us at shiverpod.com. You can find that'll take you to our specific spot of that. Or if you're looking for shiver things specifically on YouTube and Facebook and all of that, it's all slash shiverpod. We're on Instagram. We usually, we try to give you a little bit of heads up about what movie we're going to watch. So if you haven't seen it and you want to watch, you can get a chance. Uh, we are currently, you know, starting to, to line up what's going to be, hap- what movies are going to be happening in the new year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I, I think we'll probably take uh, maybe a week or two off for uh, for the holidays, and then uh, and then we'll come back fresh for the new year, and and we'll hit you up with uh, trying to with get some... Dave to watch that new Candyman. Oh yes, and uh, you know what? Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. It's good. There we go. Yeah, there's your there's your your shiver preview of of when we do our our new Candyman episode. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, oh, I can't wait. So, on behalf of all of us here on Shiver, fright you very much.